uncovering limiting beliefs about food, what you tell yourself, what you tell your food, and because um, those are the blocks, right? And then we can open up into how do we move forward? What are the goals? I would awareness. say awareness is the first step. You've got to be aware of what you're telling yourself, but what you're what you're putting into your body, how you're putting it into your body, why you're putting it into your body. What are you trying to get from eating this or that or drinking this or that? Like, what's the goal? What's the underlying emotion there that you're looking for? A lot of times it's nourishment or comfort. Hey friend, you're listening to the Cup of Chels podcast and I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. You can think of this like your weekly coffee catch up with your best friend and spiritual running buddy who just so happens to be your life coach. Each week I'll share inspiring tools and techniques for spiritual growth and self-development mixed with personal stories from my own journey and awakening. Between podcasting, life coaching, speaking, and writing, I'm laying it all out on the table. Seriously, I'm an open book, and I believe that it's the sharing of our stories that truly connects us. And in these connections, we are reminded of our truth, which is we are deeply loved and supported. And it's my mission in life to do just that. And because I'm forever curious about others, their practices, what tools they're using, their own journey, I'll be bringing on some kick-ass guests for thought-provoking conversations you definitely don't want to miss. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. Now, if you're ready to transform and co-create the life of your dreams, then you're in the right spot. Now, grab a cup of coffee and get me one while you're at it. Let's get comfy and dive into today's show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Cup of Chels podcast. This is Chelsea Holden. You are listening to episode number 67. And today I have such an amazing guest joining me. She is a beautiful soul, a really bright light, Miss Carissa. And I just cannot wait for her to tell you all of the goodness that she is creating and bringing into this world. So welcome, Carissa. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. I feel so honored. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. So Carissa and I met in QCA. This is a program that we are going through together. We are both part of your quantum leap year with Ashley Gordon and Jenna Teague, and it is just phenomenal. How are you liking it so far? I'm obsessed. I, every, I look forward to our weekly calls. They just bring such a light and energy out of me. And I get, it inspires my creativity. I love being in the community. And obviously we're both a little more connected in your quantum leap year, which is the year long one. And, um, that vibe is incredible. These women are amazing. I'm loving it. (laughs) I know. Same. I live for it. Like, and I literally just got full body chills. So Mm. I know it feels like, like, who the hell am I? (laughs) What am I developing into? This is crazy. It's so good. It's like all our dreams just coming to fruition and we're feeding off of each other too, which I really love about that. Absolutely. The the community. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I am so excited to introduce you to my listeners and I just, I want you to, to just tell us who you are, kind of how you got started a little bit about what you do and just kind of roll with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Carissa. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) excited to be here and I'm a functional nutrition and lifestyle coach. And, um, I'm really obsessed with the gut-brain connection and how everything that we do from food to lifestyle, it's all so related and, and thoughts, food, lifestyle thoughts, it's all so related and they really feed off of each other. So what I do in my work is I help women take their gut issues and kind of turn them into more gut instinct, gut intuition, like tap into that inner guidance. Um, and I do this through nutrition and mindset tools so that these women can have more energy and and confidence to really show up for themselves. That's fantastic. And we all need more of that. I think in our lives, I really feel like learning to trust ourselves is the most important tool that we can have. Right. And it starts with our mind and it starts with our thoughts. So can you, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, how the two are connected, how our gut and our mind are connected, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I don't even know where to begin because they're just so, so related. So I'll start with the science behind it. We have this nerve in our body. It's called the vagus nerve and it literally connects our gut to our brain. Um, through this nerve, there are signals being sent back and forth all day long, gut to brain. It's this gut brain axis that that has that term has probably been thrown out a lot. Um, you might be familiar with it, but that's what that gut brain axis is. It's this constant communication between the two. Um, so, and our thoughts really like they create our reality. What what we think affects how we feel, and that's how we show up in the day. Uh, that's what our reality becomes. And that's connected to the food that we eat as well. So that that's plays a key factor in, in our overall health and specifically gut health. So some of the neurotransmitters that people may have also are also familiar with, um, dopamine, serotonin, right? These happy hormones, most of them are created in the gut lining itself. So Hmm. it's not really, and they, they directly affect our feelings and and our thoughts. And if we feel good about ourselves or bad, uh, it's happening in the gut. So if there's any kind of inflammation going on in our guts, it's not, I believe that we can't just look at the food itself. We have to look at lifestyle factors and what we're telling ourselves in our head, because that's going to, affect how things manifest in the body, specifically in our guts. Yeah. So it feels like it's, it, that could also turn into like a cycle. Like I know for me, when I am like in the flow, in my work zone, I'm here, I'm doing my thing. Like time just flies by, I forget to eat. And then before I know it, I am like physically drained. And then that's when the self-doubt like really starts to kick in. Um, so I'm so drained at that point too, then I'll just eat, 
like crap food. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, if I haven't prepared, I know you and I have talked about that and like preparing (laughs) ahead of time. If I haven't done that, I gravitate towards like the quote unquote comfort food and, you know, just a quick fix thinking that it'll do the trick. And then in the long run, it's like, it just perpetuates this crazy cycle. Do you find that to be true? Yes. I think you nailed it right on the head. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What right. came first, the <laughs> the gut or the brain? Like what? And the gut is in the science world, like the second brain. That's Absolutely. what many people refer to it as. Um, it's interesting actually, because they actually came from the same embryo, I guess you can say, and they split apart. So like that's no the development kidding. of the two. They're so uh, related. <laughs> they're, they're twins. Um, it's just our brains can think and put things into action, but our guts are, are feelings. Yeah. So um, I do definitely back to what you're saying. Agree, agree with that. Like what came first and it just highlights how much they affect each other. Like you said, the crappy foods, energy levels are low. So you go for the comfort foods and then that might create some kind of brain fog. Um, and then the brain fog makes you not think clearly and maybe go back to those comfort foods. And it's like this endless cycle. Yeah. So you really can't address one without the other. Right. And as you're talking to it's making me think also like, if I'm not nourishing my body, I'm definitely not nourishing my mind and Mm -hmm. my thoughts. And with that, like I said before, like the self-doubt and everything that can keep us feeling so limited, right? It can keep us from starting to trust our intuition and to really trust our gut. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure you, because we're like in the same world, it feels like, you know, we are taught and we teach to trust your gut, to listen to your gut and to really follow through with that. And I love how you explained that it was both, you know, came from the same embryo and then like split apart. I think that's so fascinating. Can you elaborate any more on just how maybe you work with your clients as well to, to tap in and to make those connections and to really start start leaning in and trusting what are some tools maybe that you share with your clients that you can kind of share with the listeners here? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of it comes from this, this culture, this diet culture and Mm. even exercise culture that we're surrounded by in society. This is what I found with in, in my work anyway. Um, We have, these or people come to me with these beliefs that this food is good, this food is bad. And that translates to I'm good and I'm bad. It oh, becomes so a true. belief. Yeah. About yeah. yourself. And if we're telling ourselves over and over again throughout the day, I'm bad, like I'm eating this food. So that makes me a bad person or a failure or not good enough or, Um, I don't have enough willpower. It's not, it's not you and it's not the food. It's the, the belief and the thought behind the food. So what I, what we do in our work together, my clients and I is dive into those beliefs. Where did they come from? How did they even get there? 
are they really true? What is the truth for you? And, you know, everyone's got different goals as well. So just figuring out what the client's goal is and how we're going to get there. What, what beliefs do we need to uncover and, and destroy in order to, to get them to that goal? So sometimes it's weight loss, um, but at, at the root of weight loss, it's not really weight loss. It's confidence or self-esteem or it's, it's always a belief about themselves. Uh, so uncovering that and then different mindset tools throughout, throughout the day and your day-to-day life. What are you telling yourself? What are you, what are you telling the food that you eat? Are you, are you looking at your food and saying, you're so bad, but I'm going to eat you anyway? You're putting that energy into your body. Food is literally energy. It's fuel for like at, at the cellular level and in like a spiritual aspect as well. It's, yeah. it's energy on both levels. So diving into that, um, uncovering limiting beliefs about food, what you tell yourself, what you tell your food, and because um, those are the blocks, right? And then we can open up into how do we move forward? What are the goals? Oh my God. I love it. I'm like over here. I need to write all this stuff down. I'm just going to go back and listen to this podcast again too, because one thing that you said is, was like light bulb just went off for me too. I'm like, I don't know how many times I've done that with food. I've never thought about it from the aspect of putting the energy, the energy behind the belief that I have about the food and this food is being bad, putting that in my body. And what is that doing for doing for me. Like I never Mm -hmm. thought about the physical consumption of the energy in that aspect. Like that is so wild and awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I know (laughs) it's all energy. All of it. All of it is. I love it. So I want to know, thank you for sharing all of that, but I kind of want to dig in a little bit to your story too, and how you got started doing this work. Like what, what piqued your curiosity and why are you doing the work that you're doing now? I have my personal struggles with it for so many years. I could go way back to even being a child and growing up and going to the doctor's office and, you know, being put on that chart like five more pounds and you're obese or something like that. And as a child, hearing that is traumatizing. That's, that's, these beliefs have stuck with me throughout my life. And it took me a while to uncover that. But so that, that was childhood. And then in, in high school, I definitely struggled with depression. I had really good outlets. I was a soccer player. I was a competitive dancer. So I had really healthy outlets that helped me manage it. But by the time I got to college, I had, I lost it all. I stopped playing. I stopped dancing. I, you know, I was drinking very heavily and, um, the depression just took over and I actually left school. I never felt good. Uh, so this whole time, like there was that depression, but there was also this feeling of bloat and constipation and like, I'm just not good enough. (laughs) Why can't I stick to this diet? Why can't I lose that weight? I'm still going up on that line at the doctor's office, like what's wrong with me kind of thing, which fed into the depression. Like what came first, the depression or the bloat? I don't know. Um, (laughs) They just fed into each other. So 
I left, I left school for a, a year. I took a year off. I got some help. Um, I started feeling better. I finished school and then I dove into this world of fitness and nutrition a little bit. I started coaching soccer. I, I got my personal training certification, but again, it was like this control, like maybe I should just do this as a profession so that I can lose the weight and feel good. Mm -hmm. And I still wasn't addressing those issues. And I finally, um, just had enough. Like I was, so this probably, you could probably say it started at like as young as 10, maybe because of that doctor, those doctor's visits. And I'm, I'm 29 now. So it probably wasn't until I was 27 when I was like, enough's enough. What do I have to do? Uh, and then when I was 28, so we're talking like 18 years in the making, I finally started studying nutrition and just recognizing that what I tell myself plays such a role in this whole factor. And I really need to do things for myself that make me feel good. I need to have those healthy outlets so that I can digest better and feel good and feel confident, feel all those feelings that I was craving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over here shaking my head because I feel like your story is so relatable to so many and that we're, I think we all tend to do that. You know, it's wherever we're at in life or with our journey right now, you know, the progress comes when we first have that awareness that mm-hmm. we're, we're tired and we've had enough mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, so what's the next step, right? So, so what was the next step for you then? I know you said you, you got some help and then you started, um, you know, really trying to find what it was that some positive outlets. Yeah. So where did you take it from there? I just went for it. You know, it's, it's interesting because I've been asked this before and I don't think there was ever, like, I don't have one direct answer to that because I think growing up, I always was like, I felt my gut intuition. Like I felt the spiritual side. I definitely had that going on, but it was very, it was very much shoved down by the people I was surrounded by. So I, there was no room to explore it but it was always a part of me. And I think when I, when I studied this functional nutrition course, my, my last course, which was just in the past year, I completed it. I started making these connections between the gut and the brain. And I felt like so relieved, like permission to, Mm. to be spiritual and express that gut instinct because the science said it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Um, so I, we, I started this course in May last year and the first unit was on the digestive system and I was pumped. <laughs> like yeah. I've, I've had all the digestive discomfort you could think of. Um, so I was really excited to go into it and I just knew straight away people need to know this because it yeah. it's helped me be okay with it and just really step into myself a bit more. And I want other people to feel that same sense of relief. 
that relief and permission to permission, right? freedom. Yes. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. All of it. All the things. Oh, that just like fires me up. I love to like those clarity moments. Right. And just uh, that word permission, I think is, it sticks out so much because we do, we seek, we seek permission from others, from Mm -hmm. people around us, from, you know, our mentors, our parents, we look up to people. And I think that's how all the conditioning then just gets reinforced too, right? When we're seeking that external validation and we do that because we're not trusting ourselves. So again, it's that cycle, right? I know for myself, that's so true. And looking outside of myself always to make sure like, okay, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. And just in the last, you know, year, several years, have I too started really owning the spiritual side of myself and being like, I just don't care anymore. Like I, I I care so deeply that I don't care what other people think because you're either going to love it and you're going to hop on board with me, you know, or, or you're not. And that's cool too. You're just not there yet. Right. So, oh man, that just, it makes me so excited and I love it. (laughs) And I love, I love tapping into the nutrition side of everything as well. Cause that is something I've been super fascinated with the mm-hmm. most of my life. And for me and for, you know, I think a lot of my following now is this sober curious culture, right. Mm-hmm. And I've been on this alcohol free journey for over a year and a half now. And the insane energy that has come from giving up alcohol and from the clarity that I've gained from it. Do you have any insight as far as maybe what alcohol or anything can do for us? And I'm also like, as I'm saying that right now too, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but if you also think alcohol is really (laughs) bad for you, right? Putting that into your system, what energy are you putting behind it? But So I just, I'd love some of your insight just selfishly for my own personal knowledge, (laughs) but for anyone else that might be, you know, listening that is sober curious or, you know, considering what their relationship looks like when it comes to alcohol and comes to food. Yeah. Well, I can speak to that from a personal experience. Like I said, in college, I, I was drinking very heavily and that became my outlet. So I went from doing some sort of exercise six days a week. I was very competitive in my sports to nothing. All I had was the gym and I, I, I mean, I went to the gym in high school and growing up, but I, it wasn't my thing. I wasn't like moving in the way that ways that I was used to. Um, so drinking became my outlet and Oh my God. It was, for me, it was, it was very unhealthy. Like, I know that you, like you said, how do you, what's the relationship? What are you telling yourself about the drink? But there are certain substances that do have effects on your system, whether you like it or not. And alcohol Mm -hmm. is definitely one of them. Um, What causes inflammation, it creates brain fog. I mean, quite literally when you're drunk, your brain is foggy. You don't, you lose those, um, that, that functioning. 
So you're not functioning at your highest level. And, um, and alcohol as well affects your sleep patterns, which play a huge role in hormonal function and your hormones control your hunger and your satiety. So, so do you see how it's all related? Like you're drinking, you've got the brain fog. Um, you're not functioning at your highest level. You're not functioning as your highest self. Then you're not sleeping well enough. So then the next day you might feel a bit hungover or tired. I know now, I mean, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. I'll have a glass of wine sometimes with dinner, but if I don't sleep, I feel hungover. Like, and I, I don't even have the alcohol, but I'll feel so hung over the next day. And it's, it's the brain not being able to send out those or not getting the rest that it needs. Your cortisol, your cortisol levels are off. Your hunger hormones are increasing. Your satiety hormones are decreasing. So you're eating a lot more, which is going to affect the gut, which is going to go back into the brain and create more of that brain fog. So, and the alcohol started it all. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's just more valid validation for me to be like, okay, I'm on the right track. (laughs) Just keep keep doing this, keep Mm -hmm. doing this. So what, um, maybe what are some different things that people can do when it comes to looking at the food that they eat? Um, you know, I know we've talked about the mindset side of it, but maybe some practical, you know, tactical things that people can do to really start making those connections and living at their best self. Yeah. Awareness. As their best self. Yeah. I awareness. would say awareness is the first step. You've got to be aware of what you're telling yourself. Um, your, I mean, I don't want to say diet, but what you're, what you're putting into your body, how you're putting it into your body why you're putting it into your body. What are you trying to get from eating this or that or drinking this or that? Like, what's the goal? What's the underlying um, emotion there that you're looking for? A lot of times it's nourishment or comfort. Uh, I have a client who talks a lot about emotional eating and how like she eats when she's sad, but also when she's happy. So what, like, what are you looking for when you're doing this? Um, or when you're eating, sorry. So what do you, what are you really looking for when you're eating? Are you really hungry? How does it make you feel afterwards while you're eating it and afterwards and a few hours afterwards? How's your energy throughout the day? It's, it's all, it all comes back to awareness. I think that's the first step. I agree. I agree with so much in our life too, right? It's really being able to like step outside and look at what it is that we're doing, how we're thinking, how we're acting because of those thoughts and Mm -hmm. just having this like bird's eye view of everything, you know? Yeah. And something that I, you know, that I talk on a lot too is being able to, to have that awareness and be the observer of what's going on without the judgment. Right. Cause I think when we put that judgment on ourselves, you know, it just, again, perpetuates that vicious cycle. Absolutely. And it causes stress. That's stressful to hold judgment. And stress is a whole, we, I could do a whole 
other episode on stress. Yes, girl. But, but stress as well um, plays a, a key, a, a huge role in how we digest and how we process our food and, and the inflammation that we may be experiencing. So, and when we hold on to that judgment, that's very stressful to have mm-hmm. that feeling. So yeah, awareness without judgment. Yeah, definitely. And then curiosity. Exactly. Like leading with the curiosity about it and even, you know, bringing in some freaking fun to it too, right? Like having fun, you know, would you say like having fun preparing and even enjoying your meals more? I think like our culture now is so go, go, go fast pace, you know, this microwave mentality, we've got to have it right away results right away. Yeah. And that's also how we're consuming everything, right? Like, I know I do that even just with information, like, oh, I I need to know everything about all of this, (laughs) like, give it all to me. But it it takes time. It takes time. And oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do that too with information. That's funny you said that. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. It's very, have patience with yourself and with the process. Um, Slow down. Yeah, that's, that's another another thing actually you just touched on without even realizing it is uh the brain kickstarts our digestive system so it signals the rest of the body to kind of turn on so slowing down preparing the food making it fun making it look pretty take a picture say gratitude just slowing down with the whole process from start to finish from preparation to relaxation will help your system operate I love that. I love that. Saying gratitude to your food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like saying a little prayer before you eat, but are you saying a prayer out of habit? Are you really thankful for what you're about to put in your body? I know since you and I've talked and it's made me more aware of, of how I'm eating, like I've gone away from just using like (laughs) This is maybe so simple, but I feel like it's impactful, like going away from using like our crappy plastic, like plates and things like that. And like, no, I'm going to bust out like the nicer plates and really make this meal look beautiful because I want to eat it. Or when I'm cooking for my husband and he gets home and had like a long day, like it's, it feels good for me to present it in a way that's beautiful as well, you know? I love that. Yeah. It's the, it's the little things. It doesn't need to be a big ordeal. Like you don't need to put a meditation on and eat for 20 minutes listening to a meditation with your eyes closed. Like <laughs> plate it up nicely. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like every, I feel like everything in life, you can bring that, the artistic side to it too, mm-hmm. right? Like, and just being conscious of, of how you're interacting with it too. So, oh, that's so awesome. So awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to know what your favorite part about, about this journey that you're on or working with clients, like what, what is your favorite part about all of it? It would definitely be learning how to tune in and trust myself more. Um, it's been life-changing for me. It's what I help my clients do in our sessions. And it's just amazing how similar all of our journeys are, 
yet we're each on our own path. Um, and I love the feeling of connectedness that that comes with what I do and recognizing what makes all of us unique, but really being able to trust myself and help my clients trust themselves too, because we all have the answers. We know what we need. Listen to that gut, get into the body, less out of the head. And um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. freedom is just amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I just see you like so lit up <laughs> just even speaking about it too. It's such, it's so beautiful to, to have that transformation for yourself. And even like day to day, I don't know if you experience that, but like moment to moment transformation, you're just like, holy crap, like this is working, like, you know, everything I'm doing. And then to get to witness it in, in your clients and those around you. Right. And just that ripple effect that it has, it's just magic. So magical. Oh, it's so magical. Oh, I love it. I love it. So what, um, what kind of advice or for someone that is just now, okay, maybe this is the first time that they've really heard of this gut mind connection. Like what advice would you give them to take, to really start to become more aware of it? Yeah. Or any Uh, advice in general? I would say my best advice when it comes to nutrition and lifestyle is that we all have our own answers no one can tell us what we need better than what we can tell ourselves. So if you're ever in a situation or next time you're in a situation where, you know, you're not sold on the idea, you're not sold on something, whatever it might be like food or or going out to eat somewhere, eating this or doing that socializing in this bar, that restaurant or whatever, listen to that feeling and trust it. I think we spend a lot of our time, a lot of time in our heads a bit too much. And that's Mm -hmm. when the, the thoughts just go all over the place and you're like, but I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's like, I'm not hungry, but I want that uh, last piece of pizza. So I'm going to do it anyway. Trust that, trust the feeling, drop into your body, trust the feeling that you're having. It knows the answers more than anyone or anything outside of you. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. That's so great. And just, you know, to elaborate on that a little bit too, is just the more, the more we really start listening to that, the more then we get to trust it and the easier it gets, right. The easier Mm -hmm. it gets to just go make the next decision and the next right choice. Right. And taking a step back and really just like take it moment to moment. I think, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Moment to moment. Otherwise it gets overwhelming and we want to have fun with our lives. Just live moment to moment, trust what your body's saying and it does get easier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So One final question for you that I love to ask everybody is what is something you are currently curious about? It could be anything. (laughs) Oh, this is the nerdy part of me coming out, but I'm super curious. (laughs) 
I'm super curious about neuroplasticity and I epigenetics. Knew <laughs> I did it. Like, I know I sent you some, some stuff and like, I've got my notes here, but I didn't want to read it, but I was like, why do I feel like she's going to say neuroscience, yeah. neuroplasticity, yes. oh, neuroplasticity am... and epigenetics and how yes. the role that they both play in changing our behaviors um, and essentially creating our own realities, changing, changing our lives through these processes. Yes. Yeah. Oh That's my what God. I'm curious about. Yeah. Again, full body chills. <laughs> I love it. Do you, um, do you, I'm sure you do. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you, I'm reading his book up? right now. Yeah. Which one? Becoming Supernatural? Which no, one? I, that's on the list though. Um, you Are the Placebo, Ooh, which nice. is so up my alley because it's all health related and how he healed yes. himself and the placebo effect in in clinical trials with like people literally getting surgery under a placebo effect and thinking that they're healed. Yes, yes. And I've heard it too. Like I think there were studies that they did with I think they took like young boys, maybe, I don't know if this is in the book or who, who did this study, but I remember hearing about where they took them and they introduced like half of the boys were really allergic to poison ivy and the other half had no allergic reaction. And so they took a plant that wasn't poisonous and told them, you know, that it was, and the ones that believed it was poisonous broke out. And, you know, it was, I mean, it's, our brains are so freaking powerful, but we have to make sure we're fueling it and trusting our gut brain as well. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that book is full of examples like that. Like the point, it, it's just, it's incredible. The power that our brains have over our health and our whole entire lives, the thoughts we tell ourselves. I love that. And just as you're talking about that placebo too, it made me think back to what you said earlier again, just about, the energy and intention and meaning we're giving behind the food that we're putting into our body. It's yeah, not absolutely. good or bad. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And oh. if you tell yourself it's bad, you're going to like have the bad things going on. So just enjoy it and appreciate it and yeah, honor it. Honor it. I love yeah. that. I love that. Oh man. Well, this has been so much fun just nerding out with you and talking all the things and I love it. And I really want my listeners to be able to connect with you and to follow you. So where can they do all of that? So I'm on Instagram at the gut instinct coach. And I also have a Facebook group called Gut Health and Holistic Living. So you can come join us over there. Follow me on Instagram as well. Send me a message. I love talking about this stuff, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I had so much uh, fun doing this. Oh my gosh. It was a blast as always. And I know I will be seeing you really soon, but to mm-hmm. everybody that's listening, go give Carissa some love, go follow <laughs> her. She is a wealth of knowledge and just a really beautiful light in this world. So just, she's going to do some amazing things and I can't wait to just be here and be a part of it and support you along your journey, girl. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much again for listening. I will make sure to link all of Carissa's connections in the show notes. So y'all go check it out. We will talk to you later. Adios. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chelsea. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.